MLM Nation, episode 25. Don't listen to someone that hasn't got what you want. Don't take the opinion of someone that hasn't got what you want because, you know, they're selling you the wrong advice. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up today to bring our special guest, Michael Harris. Michael, are you ready to make it happen? I sure am, Simon. Okay, let me give you a background. Michael has been one of the top sponsors in the entire New Zealand. He's been he's an MLM superstar. He's been one of the fastest growers in this Asia-Pacific region. And also, not only that, he's an NLP practitioner. He's an entrepreneur, and he just loves connecting with people. So I've just given ML Nation just a brief intro of your background, Michael. But please share more and how you came across network marketing. Sure, Simon. Thanks. So uh, my background is actually in personal training. So I studied exercise science. And it was through that one of my clients uh, actually introduced me to the product um, that I use. So uh, I was looking for a good high quality product to use inside my personal training business and a- as it is when you put the intention out there, things usually come. And uh, yeah, she said to me one day, have you heard of um, this company? And I hadn't heard of it and decided to have a, a good look and research it and was really impressed with it. I didn't even know what network marketing was, um, had no idea. And then when I read Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki uh, and he talked about residual income. Um, that was the first time I'd heard that concept as well. That excited me because I hated the idea of being on the treadmill, uh, no pun intended, uh, for the next 40, 50 years. So once I understood that concept and then looked at uh, the vehicle, which was network marketing that I was already involved in but didn't really understand, I thought, right, that's it. This is what I've been looking for. And then I really put my head down, bum up, and, and managed to get myself out of personal training within a couple of years. So that was my, that was my story. Awesome. So let's start off with a success quote. Any success quote that really motivated you? Yeah, one of my favorite quotes uh, is from Dr. John D. Martini, um, and it is, uh, when the voice and the vision on the inside is more profound and more clear and loud than all the opinions on the outside, you've begun to master your life. And I really think that um, is, is huge for us in MLM. Um, you know, because we get so much um, stick from family and friends that don't understand our industry quite often. And so I think that piece there really is the most important aspect is to believe uh, your own eyes and what you've seen and, and listen to your voice and not let others dictate what's going to happen. That's awesome, Michael. You know, that relates to this, uh, the next question I'm going to ask you is that you know, most distributors, you know, most distributors, they don't realize that it's during the toughest times or the quote-unquote, the failures that we learn the most. Uh, but the key, the key is to never quit and to keep going. And you take the lessons you learn and you apply them. So please, you know, take us back to a journey in time where you felt it was one of the most challenging and frustrating moments and the lessons you learned and what you did next. All right, so I'll share two with you because they're one's right at the start and one's partway through. So the first one was really going to my... Um, my mum and dad and my close friends who just absolutely trashed what I was doing. Mum and dad told me I was a dreamer, that this was never going to work, get a, go get a proper job. Um, and I soon realized that as, as it is with most people's parents, they actually care. It was coming, the intention was coming from a place of love. 
but it was also coming from a very misguided, uneducated opinion. And I had to decipher that, but it was really hard initially um, when you know, you've know you got a goal or a drive and then the people that are closest to you are actually trying to uh, cut that away from you. So, and, and within that same time, I had a really close friend who was an accountant who was mocking me for being in a pyramid scheme, and I really respected this woman. And what I did with that was actually turn that round and used it as ammunition, used it as fuel to my fire to actually sort of rub their noses in it, so to speak. And, and I did. The first time I made a, a couple of checks over $400 three weeks in a row, I went around to her house and placed them on her table, one, then the other, and then the other. And so you're starting to see a trend here. Oh, I <laughs> so, love that. So, that is yeah, awesome. Yeah, so it was, and now she's my accountant. <laughs> so, That's awesome. So it, now she actually gets to see what comes in and there's no more disputing what, what happens. So. That, that's one of the best ways to use uh, before you get into the second one. That's one of the best ways to uh, use these haters. You know, just prove them wrong. Absolutely. Use this motivation, like Mike did. Take those checks and show them to them, and then you know they shut up. They can't say anything else. Absolutely, and you know you've got to. You've got to. I, I looked at that, and I was really grateful. Looking back on it at the time, I was grateful that I took because to me, when a situation like that happens, you're at a crossroads, and you can go one of two ways, and you can put your thumb in your mouth, get in the fetal position, and and cry. And uh, let that opinion uh, override your what you've seen, or you go the other way and say, you know what, you haven't seen what I've seen. I back myself. I'm an intelligent person, and let it drive you. And I think too many people fold in those situations rather than actually backing themselves um, and actually understanding that they've seen something this other person hasn't seen. The second one, the second one was um, uh, actually when uh, our company, I, I was flying, things were rocketing. I'd uh, income was coming in and then uh, I lost a hundred, just over $100,000 in another business at the same time that this was rocketing and uh, we also got attacked, our company got attacked online here in New Zealand very heavily and because I was um, young at the time, I was around 28, not that I'm old now, but <laughs> I was around 28, 29 and so a lot of people were using Google to look and we, my business, the, the more I prospected, the more we just had people dropping out because of the bad press. And I didn't know how to handle that at the time. I didn't have the emotional stability to really handle that. And I didn't feel I had the support. And I looked outward of me and looked at why isn't corporate doing this and doing that? Why have they you know, mismanaged it in my eyes? And I realize now, looking back on it, it was just everyone doing the best of their ability at the time. However, at the time, I couldn't quite see that. And so I actually stepped away from my business for a while and I was grateful like very grateful that I built up an income that was six figures and I did nothing for three and a half years and apart from consume my product and receive my checks and set up some other startups but that time was the hardest for me something changed in me physically because I walked away from my biggest inspiration my biggest love which was this business and it was the hardest thing I think I one of the hardest things I've ever had to do um, uh, and then <laughs> coming back into that after three and a bit years of not actually actively working it and having a natural attrition um, and the income come down slightly because I hadn't built it to a point where it was running without me, that was the next toughest piece was actually eating humble pie, coming back to build again, knowing I'd already been uh, sort of further up the mountain to have to start climbing back to where I'd actually left off. So that was the, the biggest, hardest piece for me and very humbling and i um, very grateful that I had the fortitude to push through that and to be where I am now, building again and having a very successful business. Michael, thank you so much for sharing that and uh, also being humble to share that because that's something not many leaders would admit that you actually built a six-figure income and 
and it didn't really last because you didn't build it long enough. It wasn't solid enough. And I think that's a mistake a lot of people make. They step away way too quickly. And when the income does drop, a lot of people take the blame mode. Oh, I told you this business doesn't work. Or like the doubt starts seeping in. Or they start blaming, which, which is kind of what you did in a little bit. Like the corporate doesn't do this, you're not doing that. But it's really amazing. You caught yourself and, hey, you know, this business is actually way easier than your other businesses, right, that you started, that you said you lost 100000 And the best way to do is just go back and build. And, and I think now you have a much better strategy knowing you personally. You're building, you know, uh, death and stability is something that can last a long, like that can last a lifetime. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So just to jump back in there real quick, Simon, because I think as long as we we've got to be authentic, you know, to whoever's listening to this, you've got to be authentic and realize we're all human beings. We all make the, the you know so-called mistakes or learnings, and we've got to be able to look at that, take the ego out of the way, and go, well, look, you know, what can I take and learn and grow from this? And as long as you come from a place like that, where you're not trying to be arrogant or trying to cover things up and you actually put yourself out there, you allow other people to also create that space. And people will buy into you when they feel your authenticity, when they feel that energy. And that, to me, is the crux of actually connecting with people. You know, so who cares? Of course I lost, and, and I did this and I did that, but I've learned from it, and that's where the real beauty comes in. And if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't have the stability and understanding that I have now. So, Absolutely. You know, another major lesson you shared that story, I mean, that story was a lot of nuggets. Uh, one of them is, Whatever is good will be attacked. So, you know, you listeners out there, ML Nation, you know, your company may be doing awesome, uh, really good, but there will be time when it's going to be attacked. And you can look at whether it's the Bible or other ancient writings. You know, when things are good, they always don't last good forever. There's always goes in cycles. It's it's like Mm. the real state of stocks. There will be dips, but as long as you keep going, it will rise back up again. And so, Mike, I mean, your company was doing really well. And I actually personally know what happened. It got attacked. But now it's actually doing much better, even better than it was before, right? So as long as uh, you keep absolutely. going, you just, yeah, the lesson is you got to keep going. And whatever is good will be attacked. So if your company gets attacked, hey, don't be surprised. It's happened to everyone. All the companies who have been around for 10, 20, 30, 50 years have been attacked many, many times. But the good news is they're still around. That's the lesson is to keep going. I think the only ones that get attacked, the ones that are big, that are making noise. You know, if your company is not, not getting attacked, um, then it's probably not really big. You know, it's not actually going out there and making waves. And if you look at it from a perspective, not only from the learning of those in the field like myself, the company itself had massive learnings and realized that they need to put things in place. So, you know, at the end of the day, it was a learning curve for not only the people in the field, but also corporate and understanding how to manage these types of things better so that if it happens again in the future, they're prepared. You know, so yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, and you know, the, if ML Nation, if your company hasn't been attacked yet, it's good news. That means your company's still growing. It's not big yet, right? So you got a lot of massive momentum ahead of you. And but when it does attack, you know, um, it happens. And Mike, you brought a great, great thing about corporate. It's like there's no perfect company because humans, uh-huh. of humans are not perfect. And companies, these ML companies, are run by humans. They all make mistakes. And a lot of times, these companies I've seen, they come out stronger and better after these uh, after these attacks. So keep going. Absolutely. So let's share another story. Uh, I mean, we actually kind of talked about this, uh, but share one of your biggest aha moments you've had in the business. One of my biggest ahas was the realization that I shouldn't be doing everything, that I need to step out of the limelight and shine the light on others uh, and not having to control uh, everything. So interestingly enough, when I first built as well, and one of the reasons why I um, didn't have um, self-sufficient leaders to the degree I should have was because 
I basically did everything for everyone because I was the superstar, I was the rock star type thing, come in, could present extremely well, my conversion was really high. And so in doing so, I had the growth, but at the same time, I actually disempowered my team. And so that was one of the biggest aha moments. And I remember really clearly as a child, you know, it was something that was inbred into me. My father would always say, if you want to do it right, do it yourself. And that mentality will kill your duplication and growth in MLM. And so I had to really dismantle that, catch that as I rebuilt, sort of take, um, it's, it's almost funny, it's less stressful now as well than what it was because I had my finger on the pulse of everything, whereas now I've got a bit more of a laid-back approach. I've got people presenting faster, duplication happening quicker, and I'm not as stressed as I was. So really interesting, really interesting because it was one of the hardest things for me to do is to let go. Yeah, definitely. And uh, when you don't let go, there's no leverage. But it, it all comes totally. down a lot of times to programming, like the way you're raised, or a lot of times it's pride and ego. Right? But at the end of the day... A delegate, and that's leadership. MLM is really about leadership and your ability to teach and duplicate yourself. Absolutely. What is uh, what would you consider to be your proudest moment in network marketing, Michael? Proudest moment was actually seeing my sister uh, go up on stage and um, hitting what we call silver in our in our business, uh, and actually exceeding her husband's full time income some weeks. Um, you know, my sister is someone that. Uh, didn't really believe in herself or her ability and um, just seeing her grow and develop. And not only her, I, I use her because she's, you know, obviously my, my blood, my, my family, but not only her, just seeing people break through things, knowing that I've had been part of the mechanism to help someone as a human being expand themselves, not only in business, but in life, communicating better, having better relationships, achieving things they didn't think they could achieve. That's what really um, makes me love what we do. That's awesome. You know, I can, Michael, I can't help but ask you this question. Since you share about your sister and you share yeah. about your parents, what's your parents' reaction now? Oh, it's, it's just become self-evident. <laughs> so, you know, and they, that, it was interesting. I got them onto the product, you know. When I understood how important this product was, I went to mum and dad, I'll never forget. Mum says, oh, basically she had the mentality, Mike wants to make money off us. And this year I went there, and then when I understood the power of it and had done a lot of research, it was like there was no more, my parents aren't going to be taking these products, they're definitely taking them no matter what. And uh, I said, once she saw that belief and understood and I did some education, they came onto the product. Once the money started coming in, they decided they want to get into the business. <laughs> so my sister and I actually built, um, helped build their business, and um, they, they're receiving still a small income now that comes in sort of partly um, subsidizes their product. So... Awesome. So, Michael, what's one thing that excites you the most about network marketing right now? Uh, to me, it's people are waking up. You know, I think the, um, the industrial age uh, is over, and uh, the generation, the baby boomers, are really still giving um, education and advice based on the uh, industrial age and based on a world that doesn't exist any longer. And you look at then the opposite with the Gen Ys. Um, they realize that the world is different and more and more people are starting to wake up because we're at this sort of shift. And so people are sort of, I feel, are no longer you know, thinking that a job is the only way, that there's other ways out there. So the possibilities are so much greater. And technology um, is just helping to boost MLM. You know, Facebook didn't exist when I started. Um, you know, YouTube wasn't around. People didn't really buy online that much at the start. And so if you look at where the advancements came, say, from the days, big days of like where Amway was, you know, really kicked off um, and was huge in the 70s and 80s, 
um, it still is huge, but when, when it was going, you know, people didn't have the distribution methods or the ordering methods they have now. And so you look at the advancements that have happened, it's just technology is making it easier and easier for us to grow MLM businesses. And so it's, it's pretty exciting from that point of view that the ease um, is, is, is getting bigger and better. So Yeah, it's definitely, it's amazing. I mean, uh, not to just mention Skype calls, webinars, you know, you mm. can be, you know, Back then, you're basically limited to your wherever you live. Now you can do a webinar. You, you know, if it's the weather is bad, it's like you can't go out there. If it's snowing, you can instead of driving 30 miles or 50 kilometers, you can just do a webinar to present. So absolutely, there's so much more opportunity. It makes it so exciting. You know, really, really exciting. This has like really become like the home based business. Really exciting. Yeah, you're totally right. It really has become a home based business. You know, the model we're working this year, we still have big events, but not as often. We're having more in home events which is more personal and that I'm really enjoying that model um, because it creates that rapport and also builds those relationships and the culture. Um, and so that, you know, becomes really literally in home. Um, and I, I remember back when I was really pumping this, uh, my cell phone bills were, you know, 500 to $700 a month, you know, um, and now it's like $99 a month for unlimited calls. So just those small changes that are absolutely huge and the advances of technology and pricing, et cetera. So, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, ML Nation, I'm not, we're not saying here to stop doing your face-to-face meeting because it's important, right, totally. but it's just an alternative. So, for, so for example, if I, I live in L.A. and you have people in, like, San Diego, that's like a two-hour drive. Maybe back then we'd do a meeting once every week. You can drive down there. Now you can do meetings seven days a week by using webinars. You know, you can talk face-to-face. And face-to-face is important. So if it's bad weather, bad traffic, or you you know you just don't want to go there as often, you can do the Skype and face-to-face and train your team. It's really exciting, the technology. Yeah, big time. So we have a one-night-a-week where it's webinars. So I do my coaching to my entire team from throughout New Zealand and, and Aussie on a webinar, which we record. And then uh, we do a, an overview on the Tuesday, but we also have in-homes. We do one-on-one. So we do a combination of everything so that we basically have a, a blanket approach, making sure we cover all aspects. And that's what I find in common, Mike. Like the top leaders, they just do everything, right? They do a little bit of everything. They just don't focus, oh, I'm just going to do online or I just do face-to-face. They make the combination like a blended in like the what you're doing. Yeah. So, Michael, what was stopping you from getting started with network marketing? I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. I didn't know what network marketing was. So um, I had a really, yeah, so my experiences were quite different in the sense I'd never heard of it. Um, and so it was, as I mentioned, reading Kiyosaki's book, and he talked about that. Well, I was like, oh, my God, this is genius, right? So I, I wasn't tainted by the opinions of others or um, a bad experience or, you know, blaming someone else for something. I, I wasn't tainted by any of that. Um, not until I got started and then and then had that. Now, interesting enough, it's funny, I remember why, and, and I've broken all this down, why mum and dad were so anti. I, it wasn't until afterwards I remembered someone coming around home and mum and dad getting excited about making lots of money. And I remember the conversations, and I was only probably about 14, 15. Um, and they got really pumped up, and then it just was short-lived. So there was a classic example of someone selling them the dream, them not really applying themselves, doing what they had to do. They blamed, had a bad experience, blamed the industry, blamed the company, and then they passed that on to me when I started and gave me advice based on that experience. Um, so it was really cool to break all that down and see that. And I spoke to them about that. It's interesting. Yo, thank you for sharing. You know, ML Nation, there are so many people like Michael who 
never even heard of network marketing, and they just read a book. And like I said, what makes what gets me excited about network marketing is there are resources like Robbie Kiyosaki, you know, people talking about Donald Trump, you know, talking about network marketing. And like Michael, you were one of them. You read it, and there was nothing stopping you. So the lesson is ML Nation: don't waste time on bad prospects who you need to convince. You know, people often ask me, Simon, how do I convince someone? So I, I say, don't. Because the next Michael Harris could be walking right in front of you. The next Michael Harris could be a trainer in your gym, could be a waiter at a restaurant. And you're so busy thinking about, oh, my aunt, my aunt's so negative. How do I convince her? That you don't even, you're staring at your phone or you're not even talking to the people out there. There's tons of people out there who are looking for opportunity. Absolutely. And it's interesting, you know, it's, it's when you actually read and understand what MLM is, which is why we get excited and get into it in the first place, the concept is, you know, to me, it's faultless as far as the concept goes. Um, yes, there's problems like there is in any business. As we said earlier, nothing's perfect. However, the the ability to gain leverage and residual income and free your time up, I mean, who doesn't want that? And so it's not until we start listening to those opinions of others, we then start doubting it once you get into it. So don't do that. Don't start taking the opinions of others that haven't read as much of you or seen what you've seen and let their uneducated opinions influence you. Just don't do it. That's right. So, Michael, what is uh, one habit that's helped you become successful? Uh, t- to me, it's really having that vision. So with, with the vision um, and the inspiration connected to that vision, it's not work. So um, I, I, and I've just started again. Interestingly enough, I stopped doing it for a while, and I've really just kicked back into it, and it's exciting. I actually take time to manifest and visualize daily, and I'll listen to a piece of music, that raises my vibration, and I use that energy to um, influence and uh, put that energy into my vision. Awesome. So that, that's something that actually really made a huge impact. I mean, I've set some pretty, in my time in MLM, two massive goals, leadership goals, uh, goals, golden ruby, and without a word of a lie on the exact day I said it, exactly the way I saw it happening in my mind, it happened exactly like that, played out. And so it was like bittersweet in the sense that, I was like, oh, I knew this was going to happen, so it sort of took some of the excitement out of it. And I realized as well that once, once, once you do that and achieve that, to honor it, celebrate, but make sure you actually reset, retarget, because otherwise you stop, you, you get stagnant in the game. So, yeah, visualizing daily, manifesting, and, and putting those um, that energy into what it is you're wanting to create is a, is a huge one. Michael, what's the best piece of advice you ever got? The best piece of advice... I think one of the best pieces is don't listen to someone that hasn't got what you want. Don't take the opinion of someone that hasn't got what you want because, you know, they're selling you the wrong advice. Boom. That's That's awesome. It's like, hey, you wouldn't get medical advice from a plumber, right? So why would you get network marketing advice from your negative friend or family that's never achieved anything before? Right, right. And I think, you know, this is one of the things we need to wake up. People need to wake up um, and realize that, um, as I said before, back – yourself, back your intelligence and what you've seen and keep moving forward. Michael, do you have a favorite prospecting tool that you use? For example, uh, like a company newsletter or webinar or online video? What do you like to use? Um, yes, I like to, well, do you mean initial contact or something that after initial contact I'll give out? Or? Well, it could be anything. Like, What, what do you like? Well, I mean, for your next meeting, what do you plan to do? Uh, for my next meeting, so I've got a couple of uh, webinars I've recorded and put onto YouTube, and I quite I love using those. It leverages my time, so I don't want to do the same thing over and over. I used to do that. Now I've gotten a bit smarter, so I've recorded myself, um, did a good presentation, recorded that, and used that. So it fast forwards the 
um, the process so that when I have a, the next contact with the person, I make sure they get their questions down and then it's a conversation that's very different because we're getting clarity versus having to start all the way from scratch. Awesome. So, so it's a great filtering tool for you. Yeah, big time. Yep. Uh, Michael, what's one of your favorite apps or online resources like a Dropbox or Gmail? What's one yeah. of the apps that you one thing that you recommend to our listeners? I really recommend, <clears throat> excuse me, everyone getting a Google account because Google, I mean, it dominates everything as far as linking into everything YouTube now. So get a Google account, Google Calendar, Gmail, um, and the other that I do use a lot as well as uh, Facebook. Uh, sorry, Facebook and also Dropbox. So awesome. So yeah. And, and ML Nation, all these tools and things that Mike was mentioning about will be in the show notes. Just go to mlnation.net, type in Michael Harris in the search, and all his contact info and show notes will pop right there. Michael, what's the one book you could recommend to ML Nation? The one book, well, my life changer really for this business was Rich Dad Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. So that was the thing that really spun me around. And then following that, also from Kiyosaki, was the um, business of the 21st century, um, which was on MLM, <laughs> why to do MLM. And that just really added fuel to the fire and really cemented the understanding of what this industry was about. So those are two very specific books I'd recommend for MLM. Yeah, those two are one of my favorites too. Especially, you know, uh, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was one of the books that changed my life. Um, and then the business school, I mean, that actually lets you know that network marketing is like a free business school. Instead of paying like a hundred or two hundred thousand to attend to get an MBA, you're getting real life. You're getting real life business education. It's really incredible. Mm. Yeah, and M- absolutely. And ML Nation, I know you love audio because you're listening to this. So if you haven't already, you can get an f- amazing free audiobook like Rich Dad Poor Dad Robert Kiyos- by Robert Kiyosaki for free at mlmnationbook.com. That is mlmnationbook.com. And Michael, here's the last question. Before we go to the million dollar question, ML Nation, I know you want to grow your business and I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important and that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects, overcome the objections, and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts for ML Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the training that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and give me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad my kids and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the training, the skills that help me become successful in network marketing, and you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So some, here's some of the things you will learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Because not all prospects are the same. They're different. You also get my proven code market scripts that will help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that help me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80-something people in one year. How would your business grow if you sponsored 80 people in a year? 
You also learn how to get prospects to overcome the objections. So listen to your presentations. You know, an MLM objection, how to, you know, I don't have any money. So you're going to discover, you're going to learn all those things. And also, the best part is you get my famous six-figure close. So you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script, why it's a six-figure close. Because I used it to sign up one of my party friends. This guy was a party animal. And I used that six-figure close. And he joined. And now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person. And so you'll get the same six-figure close on this free webinar. So anyway, enough of what you learned. What you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down. It's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Okay, sponsoringworkshop.com. This free webinar is offered three different days. That's the cool part. There's three different days at four different times. So you can, so that anyone around the world, because I know MLM Nation, you guys are global, you can listen to it. And even better, if you don't have the patience, you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills that help me build a million-dollar MLM business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I have to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question. Imagine you were forced to start all over again, and you knew no one, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you would do to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? So basically, no money, no nothing, apart from $100 and a laptop. To have my wisdom, but no, don't know anyone. Correct. Correct. All right. So first, I'd create a vision. I'd work out what I wanted to achieve, and so I would create my vision of, of what I wanted. Say, for example, um, you know, um, broke man uh, builds empire, you know, type thing, and, and get really clear on what that is. And then I'd go and roll other people into that vision, um, and and share the vision and say, hey, would you like to be a part of this? So I'd create a story. It all comes down to stories at the end of the day. So stories create perception, and that perception is how you're going to be received. So I'd create a story that enrolled and inspired others to be a part of, and something not also about you, but outside of you. So, um, you know, you could, I would potentially say, uh, you know, um, homeless man or broke man builds an empire and helps thousands to financial freedom. Would you like to be a part of that? This is what I'm doing. And I would actually just go and connect with people. That's what I would do. Awesome. As we wrap up, Michael, do you have any last words of advice? And also, what's the best way for our listeners to connect with you? Uh, you can connect with me um, through my email, michael at ghws.co.nz. Uh, so it's S for Sam. Uh, I have a website that's coming shortly. This has been a long, ongoing saga with Simon and myself, but it's coming. So um, that will then soon be available. Uh and the, as far as advice goes, it's to really, um, I think it's really come through in the whole conversation. It's just to really get out there, get clear on your vision, why you're doing this, why it's important for you to free yourself. Um, one of the best quotes around success I ever actually really heard, which resonates with me completely, is uh, by, I think it was Tony Robbins who said, um, you know, success for, for everyone is different, but there's one way I think that defines it for everyone is to do what you want, when you want, with who you want. And if you think about that, doing what you want, when you want, with who you want. That's called freedom. And freedom for me, freedom of time and choice is the biggest driver. And that's what I like to inspire and open up in others. So really own that, that we, we are here on this earth to live and we deserve to have what we want. Uh, and you know, for me, working in a job wasn't that. Um, 
And so bust yourself out of that old way of thinking and really realize that you can create what you want to create and live the way that you want to live. MLM Nation, you know, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you've been hanging out with Michael Harris. So keep up the momentum and go to mlmnation.net and type in Michael Harris at the search bar and all the show notes and resources that Michael talked about will pop right up. Michael, thank you for sharing your journey with MLM Nation today. You know, in order to be successful in MLM, you must help others. So Michael, thank you for setting such a great example. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much for having me, Simon. And likewise, I mean, you're doing amazing things. And uh, you're, yeah, everyone, you're really blessed to be a part of what Simon's doing. So thank you very much, Simon. Thanks for joining our show today. You know, I really enjoyed that show with Mike Harris for a couple of reasons. Number one is he's actually one of my advanced diamond mastermind coaching members, someone I work on a weekly basis. And I've seen him grow dramatically in his business. And not just business, but the habits and his mindset. And He's just an awesome presenter, speaker, and also it's fun, you know, for me, growing up in New York City, Brooklyn, New York, to uh, work with uh, what I call Kiwis, people from New Zealand. I just think it's so cool, you know, growing up as a kid, I never expected that I would be work one day working and talking to people on a consistent basis from different parts of the world, you know, and I've actually been to New Zealand, been to Christchurch, it's an awesome and beautiful country, and grateful that MLM has allowed me to do that. And in many ways, Mike talked about this, like... Nowadays, with technology, it's really a lot easier than building an ML business way back in the day. We have so many tools. You know, if you talk about 20, 30 years ago, even maybe 10, 15 years ago, it's way harder. Now, with technology, uh, I talk to Mike on a consistent basis. Working with him is just way, way easier. So it's really, really exciting. And I think another big lesson for Mike is like, you got to take ownership of your business. You become a leader when you stop blaming and start looking at yourself. Stop blaming about the company, blame about your downlines, uplines, or what's not working. Look internally and find out how can you better. You're going to be the leader. You're going to be the person that people want to follow. And no one wants to follow someone that's always critical and negative. So if things are not working out, be aware. See if you have any awareness. Are there any negative self-talk? Are you criticizing, blaming? And because it's natural for us to do that because we live in a world that's negative. right? So make sure you don't do that. Take ownership of your business. If you like that show, please go to mlnation.net, look for Mike, Mike Harris, go to the search, uh, put his name in there, and then scroll down. His contact info will be right there. You can learn more about him. You can connect with him. He's an awesome guy. If you're ever in New Zealand, he's really fun to hang out. And when we went out there, he took us all, way, all around town. I really appreciate that. And he's, you know, you want a good workout, he can help you out with that as well. He's really, really fit. So um, thank Mike Harris. And if you like the show, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review. The ratings, and especially the reviews, are really important. I read every one of them, and that's how the show gets better. And if you're in network marketing and you like what you're learning, please, the best compliment you can give us is to share it. Share it with your uplines, downlines, tell other friends about it, even share with prospects. And uh, yeah, spread ML Nation. We're all in this together. You know, there's over, over 90 million distributors worldwide. We're in together. So that's the best compliment you can give us to share it and let other people know. So that's it. It was an awesome show with uh, Mike Harris from New Zealand, from Christchurch, New Zealand. And thank you, ML Nation, for taking your valuable time to listen. Thank you, God bless you all, and I'll see you on the next episode. 
Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. 